The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to Minutia Man with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. I am Rick Kemper, and I'm Dave Stern. Hello, everybody. We got some fancy uh, intro music there, don't we? By day, we are the publishers of Eckhart's Press and Chicago Author Solutions. By night, we're unappreciated husbands and fathers. And in our spare time, Dave, what do we consume? We consume what some say is worthless information. Okay, everybody other than you and I says what's worthless information, but uh, not to us. It's who we are. We call it minutia. Uh, Robert Feeder describes our Minutia Men podcast uh, this way. He says it features Kempfer and Stern sharing stories and drawing on their vast treasures of worthless information. And I, and I think that sums us up beautifully. And because our wives don't appreciate a good chunk of yeah, a good 30 years of worthless information uh we are, have to we, we need an outlet and this is what it is are you saying they've tuned us out dave uh well did bridget did bridget listen to the first podcast episode one series premiere i think she did yeah actually she did and she did told she? me it was okay okay so she said it yeah. didn't which suck. which to her is like like oh. standing on a on a table and screaming great job <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Michelle, my lovely bride, didn't listen, um, and I doubt she ever will. So, and Bridget won't listen again. I'm sure. Right? No, no, just the, okay. it was a courtesy so, listen. So that whole that chock full of uh, uh, material about our wives, totally doable. Back on the table. Back on the t- and, and actually, this is going to work out beautifully because my first uh, minutia story today is about nipples, Dave. <laughs> Um, um, Bridget's nipples? No, no, no. Unfortunately, this is about a guy's nipples. Oh, okay. Uh, an artist in England. This is a uh, uh, Dateline London, Dave. He had his belly button and nipples removed to sell them online. This is a real story. Karim Bumjimar. He wrote it in a post on Twitter. I got rid of my nipples and I'm selling them. And I guess there's been a backlash online. People call him uh, disgusting and. And if you see the picture, and, and he actually posted the picture of his cut-off nipples <laughs> on Instagram, if you want to yeah. look it up, his name is Boomjimar. It, it's it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. It's two nipples with the skin around it, yeah, and the and like uh, nipple piercings through yeah. them on a piece of paper. It is uh-huh. one of the foulest, most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Now. I like a good huckster, Rick. Yeah. You know, a good shyster. Um, but, yeah, maybe this is going a little too far. Um, I, I mean, I like I like his stick-to-itiveness, I guess. <laughs> you want to know and, why he decided to do it? Because uh, uh, this makes so much sense to me. He, he was inspired by the Mona Lisa because she has no eyebrows or eyelashes. Uh, so, of so course, not, what would anyone not, do? Is to remove your yeah you don't want to write a poem or maybe uh, a short story about the Mona Lisa I'm going to remove my nipples I'm surprised it hasn't happened already <laughs> uh, if I had a nickel well I'd have two I'd have a dime if I removed my nickels nipples for ni- nipples for nickels don't. oh my god we just got a charity <laughs> that's our next album um you know I would look terrible without nipples I think do you why is well, that well. I got man boobs, and the man boobs are disgusting enough, but think about man boobs without the nipples. Well, they wouldn't be as big. Yeah, they w- Yeah, but they would just look weird. Now yeah, but, it just but looks- you could walk around without you know, your nipples sticking out of your shirt now. Uh, 
If yeah. you think about yeah, that, if you I, got cold or whatever, it wouldn't it wouldn't be embarrassing. People wouldn't go, um, oh, geez, that guy's got man boobs. You see his nipples? <laughs> yeah, erect, erect nipple syndrome. Uh, now, the, he did his belly button as well, right? Yeah, his belly button. I, I don't, I, you know, that one, there's no picture of the belly button. And I, how, isn't the belly button a hole? I mean, how can you, it's like well, you selling potholes. How can well, you sell a hole? Is he an innie or an outie? Oh, I didn't think of that. Um, and again, this is terrible journalism, right? Did you find this on the internet? I did. Yeah, these are not journalists. That would be my first question. Is it an any or an Audi? Well, I can tell you, Dave, that the surgery was carried out in Bosnia, and Bumjimar has gotten quite a lot of negative attention online, but he finds the hate constructive. When I get hate, it gives me more concepts to work on, on how uh, people perceive me. Can you imagine if you try to do this in America and the and the controversy? Is this going to be covered under Obamacare? <laughs> the good thing about America is everything inspires hate. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, um, so how much is he selling it for? 10, 10 Gs? Is that yeah, what? Or- uh, 10,000 pounds. 10,000 pounds he's selling it for. Um, uh, or best offer. <laughs> that's great. OBO. Um <laughs> You know, ten grand for a for, now is that for, okay? Let me ask you a question: Is that for a two for one sale? Do you get both nipples for the ten? Yeah, grand no, or? yeah, you get them both. I bet you, okay. if you only wanted one, you could probably give him like five grand, or, or um, you know, maybe even you could probably get him down to like three grand. So it's a it's not a Groupon. What would, it's a, is there? A, yeah, I got a Groupon for your nipples. Uh, I th- I think ten thousand well, ten thousand for the pair isn't as bad as just ten thousand for one nipple, but I don't think. It's worth it. Uh, and in fact, while we were talking, um, I, I Googled one of my – or I got on one of the websites that I'm on all the time. It's basic and it's called Workers' Comp Benefits. How much is a limb worth, Rick? I'm sure you're on this website all the time. Is, it, are you, uh, for, is this for real? Are you yeah, on it? No, it is. Uh, while you were talking about uh, nipples, I want – because what insurance companies do if you get into a car or an accident at work or, or whatever – there is an actual value to the limbs that you lose, right? Sure, I mean, like you, actu- you know actuarial or whatever. Yeah, yeah right. Yes. Um, so, for instance, an arm. What do you think an arm is worth? I'm going to say an arm is worth about twenty thousand uh, dollars. Okay, uh, you would make a terrible uh, personal injury lawyer because uh, in Nevada, and, and this is what's interesting. And we could talk about this. Each state has like a median average. That is wildly different from the other state as far as what the what the value of a hand or an arm is. In Nevada, $859,000 an arm is worth. For just one arm? Uh, yeah. So two would be 1.6 mil uh, unless there's a discount. Now, in um, Alabama, it's only worth $48,000. So tell me why it's almost 20 times more valuable if you lose an arm in Nevada – as it is in Alabama or or Kansas, for instance, because they um, give you the money in chips, yeah, <laughs> right, right, I think, in, uh, in and Las a buffet, Vegas. yeah, and a great buffet. Uh, maybe it is because they want you to because the value of an arm in Nevada because of slot machines. I don't know. Um, Maryland, it's three hundred thousand dollars. So, uh, so an, uh, give me another body part. <laughs> Can you really just look them up like that? Yeah, it's the website is. Uh, projects.propublica.org. Okay, how about a, how about a leg? Okay, um, give me your best guess. 
Um, I'm going to say a leg is worth about, uh, well, let's see, a million, a million dollars. Uh, no, actually an arm or a leg is worth less than an arm. Um, cause it might have something to do with the, uh, uh, wages that have not yet been earned, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Um, it, the federal average for a leg is $545,000. Um, Illinois, $403,000. But again, in Alabama, <laughs> it's $44,000. So people are not worth the same in Alabama, or at least their limbs are not, wow. than they are the rest of the country. So that, that whole say, the old saying, it'll cost you an arm and a leg, uh, we, we can actually put a price tag on that, depending on what state you're in. Yeah, about $1.3 million. Um, here we go. Let me do another thing here. All right, a pinky. Yeah. What's a pinky? Uh, pinky five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, well, Oregon, it's eighty grand. Really? Yeah. Um, you know and, why? Because they they uh, they drink a lot of tea in Oregon. Oh, and, uh, and, oh, so and the, when uh, you drink tea, you've got to hold your pinky up. Well, then that wouldn't wouldn't that make it less because you're not using it to its full extent? Well, because you've lost it. That's why it's worth so much money. Oh, okay. Um, and again, Alabama, thirty five hundred bucks. So how about the middle like finger? A, oh, the mid, see now for me, the middle finger. Yeah. Priceless. You can't put a price tag on how often I use that. Uh, <laughs> you can't drive finger. without it. Uh, yeah, right. I could not drive. I couldn't parent my children. Um, middle finger, Oregon, $93,000. Um, Alabama, $6,800. Yeah. So, so don't lose a limb or don't lose any body part if you're in Alabama. No, not at all. Um, you know what? I even have different. Oh no, you can't do. I was going to say different countries, but it only goes U.S. Um, Dave, here. we promised the people minutia, and I think we are we are really delivering oh, on minutia. Right, one, one more, one more. Okay. Testicles, or testicle, one testicle. Okay. And I don't know if it's the dominant testicle or the the one that hangs. I don't know. Um, federal average ninety eight thousand bucks. Is it more uh, in Colorado because Colorado has those famous Rocky Mountain oysters? Oh, uh, Colorado, 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 seventy-one thousand seven seventy. And let's see what the Alabama oh testicles are worth. I don't think I want to know anymore. Ninety-eight hundred bucks. God, Alabama is—they're getting screwed. <sighs> so if you're a personal injury lawyer. Apply your craft in, like, Illinois and not Alabama. And don't buy any nipples online. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, do you have uh, any other minutia for us this week? Um, I do, Rick. Uh, the um, uh, What day was yesterday? Uh, yesterday was Wednesday. Um, the What was the date of yesterday? Yesterday was May 10th, Rick. May 10th, okay. And May 10th, as you know, is a big day in my life. That's why I wasn't in the office. That was the day 39 years ago that actually the comb-over was given an official patent. Really? Yeah, it was. Well, well, hold uh, it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Because I just realized you're about to launch into something that uh, that we have a, a recorded intro for. We, oh, call, okay. we call this uh, segment Balds in the News. You ready, Dave? Sure. Here it goes. This is Dave's Spotlight on Bald Contributions. Time now for Balds in the News. What up, Baldy? With Rick and Dave. We had that recorded because Dave is naturally drawn to bald stories. 
So what do you got for us this week, Dave? Uh, yesterday marked the 39th anniversary of Frank Smith, and he was an Orlando police officer. Uh, he actually applied and was issued a United States patent for the creation of the comb over. Really? So, yeah, I mean, this is, you can look it up. It's patent number 4,022,227. And you can also buy the Balding Handbook at thebaldinghandbook.com. And we can, uh, you can have all the information there. But inspired by his son, Donald, and I think his son, kind of a prick. Really? In this, because what Donald did is he advised his father to grow his hair long on one side, flip it over, call it a comb over, and let's get a patent. Right mm-hmm. um, now, I assume that like Donald Trump, for instance, has to pay a royalty every time he uses his comb over. Whoa, 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 whoa! That that's a comb over. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Oh, by the, I'm sorry to kind of give you that kind of uh, information. Like wrestling, for instance, is fake. Yes, Trump is a comb over. He does have a comb over. Now I have I have read the Balding Handbook, Dave's uh, spiritual masterpiece. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called The Balding Handbook: The Five Stages of Grieving for Your Hair Loss. And Dave, don't you actually in that book go over the the various different types of comb overs? I, I do, Rick. Um, Which one would he, Franks be? What 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 is the name of his comb over? Uh he would he you know what he would just be the flip, I think. He would just be the yeah, the flip. Okay. It's, it's the it's the original trademark. Uh it's it's the it's the granddaddy of them. It's, it's the Rudy the, Giuliani. It's the, it is, it's the right, flip exactly. Okay, um, yeah, it's it's the Republican Party um, uh, comb over of choice. Over of choice, and the Democratic comb over of choice is the frontal tough fluff up, um, popularized by uh, former presidential candidate Al Gore, who was a magician. He was he he was a magician. Yeah, the uh, the whole the inconvenient the inconvenient truth is that he had about four. Uh, pieces of hair on top of his head and he just would fluff it up on the top and then he would flip over or do whatever it is in the back he never got photographed from behind um it still looks good by the way i mean those four hairs are really hanging in there dan rowan wgn another magician he right exactly he's a frontal tough fluffed up magician um by the way did you know that benito mussolini once had a photographer shot because they took a picture of him uh, that he didn't he, because he was bald and showed his 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 bare head. Would that be stage two anger and rage? Yeah, that would. That would yeah, yeah. He, uh, yes, that definitely anger and rage. And of course, Rick, I wouldn't suggest um, flying with this one. It's called the Taliban, and that is or the soft serve ice cream for our American friends. Um, basically, you just take your hair and you swirl it on the top of your head like a soft serve ice cream, um, like the Ludo. Yeah, it is. It's like the Ludo, uh, popularized by um, Lou Henson, former University of Illinois basketball coach. Um, so, and and there's another one that is not included in the book that will be in their next edition coming out in May, possibly or yep. not. Um, the ear hair comb over, Rick, okay, and that is yeah, the no, uh, no, that no, is the comb over that, that I no, no, am, I'm using no, quite frankly no, right now. No, I do not want to hear that one. That one is a visually disgusting one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my nipples off. Okay. All right. Listen, it's time for another segment. Uh, This one is about the Cubs. Let's go to that one. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. Okay. We call it Just One Bad Century because I am the editor-in-chief of the website, justonebadcentury.com, which is a compendium of the nerdiest Cubs material you will find 
anywhere on the internet. And that is saying something, wouldn't you say, Dave? Do you go to like cub conventions and stuff and speak at cub conventions like like William Shatner does at Star Wars conventions? Do you, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you do that? No, no. I, I think I'm more of an underground uh, hero type. Um, but uh, today I want to talk to you about a cub who is celebrating a birthday this week, and his name is Billy Jurgis. Are you familiar with the name Billy Jurgis? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever heard of Billy Jurgis. Usually I know the names, but I don't, I don't know this guy. Billy Jurgis is one of two cubs, not one, but two cubs that were shot by crazed fans, female fans, which uh, helped inspire the film The Natural. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mm-hmm. later this summer I'll tell you about the other cub, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil that now. But uh, his story is kind of a, an interesting story. He was living at the Hotel Carlos on Sheffield Avenue, which is now known as the Sheffield House Hotel, and so was a girl named Violet Valley. Now, Violet was his girlfriend, sort of. She sounds hot. Violet <laughs> Valley sounds hot. She was a dancer, so yeah. you know, a call, you know, not a call girl, a. Uh, a dance hall girl. Yeah, okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, before leaving her room that on July 6, 1932, she wrote a suicide note saying that she was sorry for killing Billy Jurgis and herself, but she had no choice because their beautiful love had been broken up by his teammates, Kai Kai Kyler and Lou Stedman. Did she use the hotel stationery that That's they it. always include? Remember when you used to go to Holiday Inn and they always gave you a stationery? Let's say yes. She did use that. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, Anyway, when uh, Billy got to her room, she had a gun, and he saw it, grabbed at it, and took a bullet in the hand and another one through the ribs. And he he did get the gun away from her, and he did manage to stop her from killing herself. And she eventually went on trial for that shooting, and he refused to testify to her in court. And here's my favorite part, uh, how this story ends. Uh, Valley used her notoriety as part of her act. She was a dancer and signed a 22-week contract to sing in local nightclubs and theaters. She was billed as Violet, What I Did for Love Valley, the most talked about girl in Chicago. She didn't go to jail or anything? She didn't have any? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, was, this is a rough and tumble town in 1932. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... All right, so she can go ahead and shoot a Cub player and not have any problem, yet a William Legui to- sort of hits a first base coach on the White Sox and he gets like 18 years in jail or whatever it was, six years in jail. I think he That's got like fair. I think he got like 12 days in jail, Dave. Actually, yeah, I'm not even sure. Yeah, yeah okay. or, or maybe didn't even go into jail. <laughs> All so. right, well, you get my point. Okay, I get your point. It's time for Celebrity Potpourri. Which has a recorded intro. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So Celebrity Potpourri is uh, is a segment where uh, we discuss brushes with celebrity. And I have many of those because I was a radio producer for many years with uh, Stephen Gary at The Loop and also John Records Landecker at uh, WJMK. And so I've met hundreds of celebrities, and I've written down all of their names, and Dave likes to hear these stories. So I've, I've written down their names on little pieces of paper and put them in uh, a Costco jar for, mm. for Dave. Yep, I got it right and here. And every week, he reaches in and pulls out a name, and I have to tell that story. Now, some stories are better than others. I'll warn you that in advance. Go uh, ahead, Dave. Uh, one of my favorite guys, uh, Tim Reed, Venus Flytrap, WKRP. 
Okay, now this is a I've never actually met him, mm-hmm. but uh, hang on a second, I've got a folder over here. Hang on one second. Hey, everybody has a celebrity folder. This is not a celebrity folder. This is a birthday card folder. Oh, I know because you're, I know going here. I know you're going. when I turn fifty years old, Dave, my minutia friend, mm-hmm. thought it would be funny to have D-list celebrities. And I'm talking D-list. And actually, Tim Reed. Tim Reed's not a D-list. He's 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 po- he's A-list. He was way too popular for this bit that you did. Okay. He actually contacted all these D-list celebrities and had them send me cards for my 50th birthday and asked them to write really mean things. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them matter. did. None of them wrote mean things. Although one of them, I'll have to find it. One of them warned me about my friend <laughs> and wondered if to- you were actually my friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think uh, it was the guy from Meatballs, one of the kids in the in the movie Meatballs. Uh, but that's the that's the level of star we're talking about. I'm and and Rick, cards. just so you know, the effort to get a hold of these people, not so much. Really? These, yeah, yeah. Like uh, some of these people, I think have been waiting for phone calls <laughs> from people. Please, I want to send a birthday card to a 50 year old. Uh, I mean, I've got a stack here, trying to put it here by the microphone. There, there must be thirty cards here. How, uh, how many did you have sent to me? Well, the 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 intention was to give you fifty, but I kind of lost interest after about thirty-five. Well, I, I may have sent out fifty requests, but not everybody. How many months did you work on this? Oh, easily six months. <laughs> and what did you do for your wife on her fiftieth birthday? <laughs> um, I, I, I reminded her that I've given her the best years of my life. You know. okay. Can I read some of these cards to you? Sure. Okay. Uh, I probably I'll... will have forgotten some of them, but sure. Uh, Rick, happy 50th. Larry Gura. Oh, former Cub. Former Cub. Uh, Isn't well, he the one the that Tim... charged you money for the autograph? Yes. Well, it, it, yeah, there was one guy that said, yeah, I'll do it, but send me a couple bucks. It must. It must it, yeah, I think that was Larry Gura. So uh, the cover of the card is a, a dog with a birthday hat on, and this is yeah. a card from Adrian Ballou, who oh. was the guitarist of King Crimson and uh, Talking Heads. David yeah. Bowie. He he played with everybody. Yeah. And his card says, "Don't mean to hound you, but it's your doggone birthday again." <laughs> uh, didn't spend a lot of money on the birthday cards. I'll be honest with you. But that was nice. I mean, Adrian Ballou. Happy birthday, Adrian Ballou. Well, we know Adrian Blue. We saw Amadeus with him at the Coed Theater in Champaign. We did. This is my favorite. There were several ex-Cubs, but I think my favorite one, your your creme de la creme, is Carmen Fan Zone number twenty three. Go Cubs! It says, Rick, thinking of you, or wishing you a most happy fiftieth birthday. May you have many more. Carmen Fan Zone number twenty three. He the way I found him. He is like a president of like a musician's union in California or something. Yeah, he He's actually a, performed on The Tonight Show for a while. Right, clarinet or something, or what is... Yeah, I, I think so. A, yeah. tr- trumpet, I think, trumpet. Did um, I have Don Kessinger in there, too? Don Kessinger's in this pile somewhere. Uh, here's oh. the Tim Reed one. To Rick, happy 50th, Tim Reed, Venus, WKRP. Uh, uh, here's Carl Reiner. It, well, Carl Reiner, that's... If I remember, that's not a birthday card, is it? No, it's just a piece of paper with his name on it, uh, with his I, autograph. I contacted Carl, because Carl Reiner, as you know, we, we're huge fans of the Dick Van Dyke show and Carl Reiner. Um, 
I actually contacted his publicist or his agent, and I said, hey, I want to do this bit for, you know, my friend. Uh, and she said <laughs> – and I remember the conversation. I actually got her on the phone. She's like, yeah, he's not going to do that. However, wait, <laughs> wait a second. And she like I could hear her click on the keyboard. She goes, "Yeah, there's like a there, there's a there's an autograph on eBay for like five bucks. Why don't you just send him that? Because evidently she may get this request like fifteen times a day, huh. you know. And, he, and and Carl evidently is not part of the didn't want to do it. Well, you would think Carl Ryaner would want to do the shtick. He's but, too big. Uh, He's too big. Yeah. You you aim too high. Like this next one here, I think is is more uh, more appropriate. Happy birthday, Rick. The big five zero. Congrats, David." something or other in parentheses it says troy whitewood number two what's that whitwood whitewood who is that he's either a bad news bear or a white shadow high school kid this is what i'm talking about that uh, is minutia um yes and uh didn't i also have like a care um one of the hookers from bachelor party i think was yeah one, right? uh, here's a bachelor party one two rick Guns, chicks, and fire trucks. Happy birthday, Barry Diamond, who was Rudy in the movie Bachelor Party. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, what'd you do for my 50th? You know, here, my favorite ones have to be the ones where you've got entire bands to sign cards yeah, because yeah. they had to think about the effort that was required for the bands to do this. They, they probably don't even know each other anymore. <laughs> well, uh, happy birthday, Rick, from the Rubenews. The Rubenews, big 80s band. Yeah. Well, they must be playing together. Or he forged the other four signatures. It's not like they're going to, uh, you know, drive. Um, speaking of uh, what people that didn't want to do it, I wanted to get Wilbur, the uh, the the father of the horse. Well, you're not the father of the horse. Mr. Ed. Yeah, Wilbur. sure. Um, and that would have been like 100 bucks because the woman had to drive, like his agent or whatever, had to drive, I don't know, 100 miles to have him sign it, and, and she wanted a hundred bucks for it, and you were not worth a hundred bucks. No, I would have been disappointed if you spent that money on me. Um, I think Larry Gerard was the highest price I paid. Here's another one from the Kings, the band the Kings, who did the uh, song "Switching the Glide." Beat goes on, switching the glide. Happy fiftieth, uh, the from Zero, who was like one of the, I think, the guitarist of that band. Yeah, I don't know, Darcy Rhoda. Happy 50th, Rick. Greetings from British Columbia. Darcy Rhoda, former yeah. Blackhawk. Um, now, here's uh, some minutia for you, Dave. As, as I'm going through these cards, I've noticed that um, Darcy Rhoda was number 18 on the Blackhawks. He was yeah. the number 18 before Dennis Savard, who made, yeah. who made that number famous. And Carmen Fanzone was number 23 on the Cubs. And, and who took that number? That'd be Ryan Sandberg. That would it? be Ryan Sandberg. Wow, you're, you're well, good. Uh, well, this is uh, all of this was part of the plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Rick, happy fiftieth to you. My fiftieth is just around the corner, so I feel your pain. That said, it beats the alternative. Go Illini, Bill Forsyth, Chief Illini Weck. Uh, yeah, we we made fun of him in Champaign thirty years ago. We did. Um, did hey, and uh, thanks for all the effort you put in on my fiftieth birthday. Uh, you're welcome. Way. You're welcome. Uh, the big five zero is not so bad. Happy birthday, Rick. Love and peace, Susan Cousel. From the Cousels, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still, re I still remember, and we're de very definitely dating ourselves. That 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 double cover with them all eating. Oh my god! Do you remember that? <laughs> no. It was my sister had the Cousels album, and it was them all eating 
there was like 70 kids, right? I mean, there was a gazillion kids. Yeah, there were the they're family. breakfast. They, um, I think they were the inspiration, for real, of the of the, the show Partridge The Partridge Family. family. Yeah, The Partridge Family. Um, <clears throat> here's the uh, here's the hooker from uh, Bachelor Party. Dear Rick, happy 50th. Hope this isn't tardy. I'm glad you liked The Bachelor Party. The best <laughs> Annie Gabus. Okay. Uh, so definitely a Bachelor Party feel. Well, here's this one. This one is this one could be the most obscure because I I actually went and got the movie after you gave me this card and looked yeah. her up. She doesn't even have a speaking role. She's like oh. hooker number two. <laughs> well, she and, and and like I said, she wasn't difficult to get a hold of. But how did what, what made you think of asking her? Um, I think what I uh, the the strategy behind is I would go to like IMBD. Uh-huh. And go to the bachelor party. Obviously, bachelor party was a big '80s movie. And I looked at the cast list, and I looked at names that were weird, like Joe Smith. I probably would have never been able to find him. But what is her name? Gabus or something? Yeah. Not that. Not that many Kathy Gabuses or whatever. So I just it's Google Annie, her search. It's Annie Gabus. Yeah, and, and uh, I just you know just searched her on the internet. Her website comes up, and it lists you know actress L.A. With an email, I send her, hey, by the way, my my 50th or my buddy's turning 50 and he's a big fan of yours. <laughs> Think how <laughs> and, sick uh, that is. <laughs> oh, is he really? Of my of my part as a hooker in the movie Bachelor right. Party where I don't have any lines at all? What kind of a psycho is this guy? Right. Well, evidently she didn't mind. Yeah, I, th- I really think like Susan Council. Oh, didn't I also get one of the guys that was the, the voice of the conjunction function? The... Schoolhouse Rock, didn't... Did you? One of those guys, one of the people... Well, there's a had, lot of them here that I don't know the name. Like, Karel Struxner. Um, uh, happy birthday, Rick. A path is formed by laying one stone at a time. Who's that? He, I think I think he is the giant in the Twin Peaks. Okay, there you go. All right, well, um, you're not going to... You can't top that. No, for the next show, which I'm sure all of our listeners are going to want to know, find out, go through the cards, because one of them is the main person that sings the conjunction function or one of the famous Schoolhouse Rock ones. Okay. Well, That's obscure, too. That's Minutia. That is. So uh, if you uh, like Minutia Men, uh, we should also tell people that there are other other shows on this network that are uh, definitely worth a listen. And, and I, I was going through the list of some of these shows, Dave. Here's my favorite one. There's one called Man's Help with Masshole and the Minions with Dave the Masshole, Sugar Mama, and the Hungry Hindu. Uh, Rick, that sounds a lot more interesting than our show. I know. I know. Um, and then, hot, you know, uh, Doug Zahn, uh, former... Um, hot Doug. Yeah, Hot Doug. Uh, he's got the Untitled Hour with Hot Doug and the Hitmaker. Um, we used to then, go there all the time. Remember, you were trying very hard to get him to name a hot dog after our buddy Dane Placco at Fox Thirty Two, and he yeah, wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. I th- I think that you I, were they sponsored? Did you have to pay for the? Because they had like a hot dog of the day or whatever that used to be. No, he probably didn't. Yeah, he wouldn't do Dane Placco. No, no a Mark Sapelsa, no problem. Yeah, I just I just thought that was discrimination. You can listen, subscribe, and rate Minutia Men on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, you just have to search for Radio Misfits, and you might as well subscribe, because then then this this uh, jaw-droppingly excellent program will come right to your computer, right, Dave? 
no effort whatsoever, which is pretty much what we're putting into the show. <laughs> Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opi Productions, distributed by Ed Silla, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you'd like to know more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. And as I mentioned, Tony Lasano Podcast, OPI Production, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And Dave? Yeah. We'll see We'll see him again next week for another episode of? Uh, Minutia Men. Do you think we'll, we will not be canceled by then, right? No. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?